0: I'm just, I'm just a, a poor boy. boy. I, I need, need no sympathy. No sympathy. <laughs> All right, that's enough. <laughs> this is impossible. This is absolutely impossible. I'm sorry. With the Skype difference, uh, yeah. what are you going to do? But,
1: the time delay.
0: But that was our loser karaoke for none other than Jacob Jones Martinez, winner of the Bracket Challenge, personal gets Bracket Challenge with his team, Jeff- Jesse Loves Munchkin. And sure uh, I think we've been officially shamed. <laughs> yeah. I think we've been rightfully shamed. And Luckily,
1: we punished our <laughs> listeners for that.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. That's what you get for beating us in a fantasy sports league, guys. I, <laughs> you are listening to the Personal Arrogance podcast. My name is Eric Walquist. I am one of your hosts. You know what that sound means, BT Dubs. It's episode 144. And joining me this week, as he does every week, is the other host of the show.
1: I am uh, Jesse Sundrunk Wilson.
0: Sun drunk, baby.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sun drunk, love. Uh, Jesse, how was your week, buddy?
1: Oh, uh, it was good. Uh, super sunny and nice to be working outside. It only took like six weeks for me to hate my life because I work outside to mm-hmm. like totally be in
0: paradise. It's it's so crazy. Like on Monday of this week, Seattle was literally the hottest major city in america edging out phoenix arizona by one degree
1: nice yeah i know it, it was totally anomalous but i'm not complaining
0: i'm not complaining either man we need a little sunshine it does make it hard to work and i've been sick the entire time oh really uh, so that's a drag but i did the neti pot i got a little afrin in my nose
1: She's still doing that neti pot, huh? Dude, the
0: neti pot rules.
1: Dude, that's so gross. It'll
0: clean you out. It's so gross. It's not gross. It's like. It's it's old timey medicine. It's something that they've been doing for hundreds of years.
1: That is a logical fallacy. It's an appeal to antiquity. And that doesn't mean that it's not gross (laughs) or that it works.
0: A logical fallacy and an appeal to antiquity. No, that's a logical fallacy it is. Oh, okay. Come on. Well, I'm just saying it cleans me out. And Ugh. yes, there is a tiny, tiny percent chance that it may give me a brain-eating <laughs> parasite. But I'm saying if our listeners don't have to listen to me with my, you know, I, I'm already coming at you with a deviated septum. <laughs> Any more plug and I basically just sound like I'm underwater. So Yeah.
1: Well, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. So that's happening. I saw you uh, this weekend. You got me a beer. It was great.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, I spontaneously got the day off today, so I did oh. a bunch of like wedding stuff. Yeah. And I, I, I spent enough money that my bank contacted me to make sure it wasn't fraudulent.
0: Wow, you got a nice bank. Yeah. Yeah, my bank doesn't give a shit. My bank is not giving a shit. The great thing
1: was the last time that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like, it must have been like right when I changed my number and they had my old number. So they called that number and didn't get through, so they just canceled my card oh, to locked it down.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, you know, I had somebody steal my card number last week, and I thought it was going to be a huge drag. But basically, I just took uh, 200 bucks out of my account in cash and then canceled my card. And I was a cash man for about a week. I got my new card back. Everything's kosher. Uh, I got to say, I kind of like being the cash man. Dude, being a
1: cash man is nice. It's not a bad way to spend your money. I've begrudged you have a lot the cash more man. awareness of your spending.
0: Yeah, and like when you have two hundred bucks in twenties in your wallet, you feel like a king. Yeah, like Until the- you get mugged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was my whole. You know, I I do I do uh live on the mean streets of Greenwood. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but and then uh, and then actually yesterday my landlord decided to be super nice. And give me 20 days notice to get the hell out of my apartment.
1: What? Yeah. What? How did...
0: I am going to read this from the uh, Rental Housing Association. It's an official document of uh, different instances that you uh, you can kick somebody out of their apartment with only 20 days notice. The one that they're citing is that the owner seeks possession so that the owner or member of his or her immediate family may occupy the unit as that person's principal residence and no subsidiary equivalent unit is vacant and available in the same building.
1: That's such bullshit. So
0: they have a, apparently they have an immediate family member that wants my apartment and so they only have to give me 20 days notice to get out of here.
1: That's insane.
0: How crazy is that?
1: I did I would not have suspected that would be legal.
0: Yeah, and guess what? It's the same amount of time they have to give you if you haven't paid your rent and they're evicting you for that. <laughs>
1: What the hell? Yeah,
0: they have the these are these are how they they give you twenty days notice if you haven't paid your rent, uh, if you fare to, fail to comply with the material terms in the rental agreement. So if you if you uh, go against your lease, uh, or if you have a member if they have a member of their immediate family that they want to shack up in your apartment, an apartment that you've lived in for three years. I've lived like, here for maybe, three years.
1: Yeah, yeah. It should be like you have the amount of time that you've lived there.
0: Or 20. at least sixty days. Give me sixty days. They yeah, give twenty me days. Th- less than three weeks to find a new apartment, get In my Europe. get my all my application shit through, and then move out.
2: Wow. Yeah.
1: You got
0: jobbed. I got Steve jobbed.
1: Yeah. Your new name is Eric Steve Walquist because you got jobbed so hard. You're basically dead now,
0: dude. It's 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 uh it's it's incensed me. Wow, and, that uh, sucks. Yeah, I I just can't believe it, dude. Like basically they're like, Yo, my bro needs to move into your place, so I need you out of here in twenty days. You've that, lived here for three years.
1: That's like some sort of like medieval thing yeah. that like Duke can do and it's the like, peasantry. It's like eminent
0: domain. It. It's weird. It's like what is that? Is that the fifth amendment where they could house soldiers in your house? <laughs> yeah, that's the one that no one that? ever talks about. Is that the third amendment? I don't remember.
1: I don't know. It used to be a big deal.
0: But every time I tell people this, because I've been, this has been the topic of the day, uh, and then I tell them all the other shit that my landlords put me through, and they're like, you know, you should actually probably be happy to move out of there.
1: Yeah, it could be a push in a good direction.
0: Yeah, actually. I, you know, we're probably going to move down to Ballard, and... Ballard's cool. Ballard's super cool. You know, my neighborhood is kind of remote. There's not a lot I can walk to. No. So, move to a cooler place... Start over, get maybe a nicer apartment. Uh
1: it just sucks that it has to be so quick. It's yeah. hard to find an apartment. That's the
0: thing is a timetable. It's so stressful.
1: Yeah. Wow. Sorry, man.
0: Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, but what you can do is you could sit back and drink some beer.
1: Ah. Have a
0: little liquid therapy. And that's what I'm doing right now. But uh, but first, yes, I need to ask you, what are you drinking?
1: I'm drinking this year's iteration of uh, Drifter Pale Ale from Widmer Brothers. Oh, yeah. It's the first time I've uh, had it this year, and uh, it's an excellent batch. Floral, fruity on the front end, not too bitter, just, like, nice and dry. A great, like, summer, spring, summer time style pale ale.
0: Cool. Loving it. Yeah, I'm having a uh, limited release from Lagunitas. I really like Lagunitas. Lagunitas is one of those uh, breweries that I don't talk about a lot, but I really like them a lot. Mm -hmm. Um. And, uh, it's their undercover investigation shut down ale. <laughs> uh, it's a very long name. Um, uh, they always have very creative things. It's nine and a half percent alcohol. I'm now just realizing. So, uh, that's shut down, baby. That'll shut you down. Uh, and yeah, it's just, it's just a good, it's like a, one of those, it's very similar like a Northwest pale ale, but it's pretty strong. <laughs> so buckle in kids. We got a fun ride ahead of us. Yeah, uh, I'm
1: also drinking a, a nice little taster of Samuel Grant Vintage Cask Straight ooh. Kentucky Bourbon Whiskey.
0: There you go, buddy. Doing the airport special.
1: I am doing shot, the airport shot special. in a
0: beer. Love that. So it'll be $9. <laughs> um, so, uh, so speaking of our friends kicking back and talking about beer, uh, we did get a phone call this week uh, from our good buddy out in Pennsylvania. JR, you've been rocking it lately with the phone. Um, and here he is.
2: What's up, guys? It's J.R. from Philly. Who shot me? Really? That's brutal. Uh, also, Cat Fancy Brewery, I did not see that one coming, but I think you could build a pretty good business plan around a Death Cab Brew Pub, especially if you can get Gibber to bankroll it. Uh, you could do Lightness Pale Ale, The Sound of Settling Belgian Ale, uh, Soul Meats Body Amber Lager, and I will follow you into the dark porter, duh, of course. Uh, those are some cool Death Cab beers I was thinking of. But anyway, today uh, I'm calling because in the first week of June, it's Philly Beer Week. And there are literally hundreds of events at different locations throughout the city. Uh, I'm going to throw in a couple vacation days. I'm looking at maybe the June 5th, 6th, and 7th area um there's a just a ton of events some of the ones I i felt were interesting uh there's a place doing ballpark beers of the east coast on monday and then ballpark beers of the west coast on wednesday jim uh jim cock at from boston beer company uncle dare which is some sort of trade crazy double dare deal that mark summers actually hosts and that's awesome. Stone is going to mm-hmm. have like a dueling task event at this one place. There's a bunch of tap takeovers and, uh, face off type events. So, anyway, thought you guys could, uh, check it out and see if there's anything you think I should be hitting up during that time. And, uh, stay arrogant. Get off my back. Catch you later.
0: Bye. Jared, get, get off my back. back. Uh, dude, Philip Beer Week sounds a lot better than Seattle Beer Week.
1: Yeah, Philly is like a little uh, craft beer haven.
0: Yeah, actually. I it's it's really interesting. I, so CNN released an article this week that was complete BS. I want to thank John O'Brien for bringing it to my attention so I could become outraged. Uh, CNN released uh, the top eight weird number to begin with uh, beer towns <laughs> in the USA. <laughs> Guess where Seattle ranked?
1: Uh, nine
0: didn't list. Did not make the list. Uh, first of all, is Portland? They said Portland is number one, which I can't. I can agree with that. I would put Portland number one. Two, they put San Francisco.
1: There's a lot of good beer stuff going on in San Francisco, though.
0: Three, San Diego. Yeah,
1: there's also a lot of great beer stuff going on in San Diego.
0: Four, Boston.
1: Yeah. Couldn't disagree more.
0: Could not disagree more. I've been to
1: Boston many times, and I was hard-pressed to find a quaffable beer. Just because Sam Adams is kind of from there doesn't make it a great beer town. Also, I'm sorry, but Harpoon sucks back.
0: I do not understand. Like, you go to a bar in Boston, they don't have any microbrews on tap.
1: No, they don't. They just have all the regulars and then, like, Boston Lager and whatever their seasonal is. And then uh, Harpoon fucking IPA, which is not good.
0: Yeah, and Sam Adams, like... The, they just try to... They're trying so hard to not... To, to keep their microbrew st- status. They're trying to actually extend the rules of what a microbrew can be so that they can remain a microbrewery. Well,
1: a craft, craft brewing craft is what
0: trying. Five, Denver. I can agree with Denver. Denver's fine. Six, mm-hmm. Philadelphia. Philly beer, Philly beer Week.
1: Which, yeah, I mean, Philadelphia might be underrated, and also, interestingly, um... Russian River canceled all distribution to Washington State, but
0: still continues mm-hmm.
1: to distribute to Philadelphia, which is crazy. And I'm thinking maybe it's because Philadelphia is like this little desert island of awesome beer in the oh, Northeast.
0: Maybe Seven Bend, Oregon. Ah, uh,
1: yeah, can't.
0: Yeah, can't I disagree agree with that. And then eight you Asheville. No, I said I can't disagree with that. Oh, okay. Um, Deschutes is one of my favorite breweries. Uh, right. and then eight Asheville, North Carolina.
1: Which is, eh, that's kind of a cop-out because I just kind of wanted to talk about how a lot of beer is going to start being made there. Right. It's not even, like, those breweries aren't even producing anything yet.
0: I don't understand how Seattle doesn't make this list, honestly. And, And there were already people shouting that this is way too West Coast heavy. But guess what? West Coast has some great beer, dude. West Coast is doing some great stuff. Yeah. If it's
1: too West Coast heavy, it's because your beer sucks, Midwest and New England. Strong words. Deal with it. Deal with your (laughs) diastom problems first, guys, and then we'll talk.
0: I am excited. I'm looking at this Beers of the Ballparks West Coast, uh, which sounds pretty cool. And also, uh, I can't remember. Somebody else sent me a link this week for the top – oh, I actually saw it on Reddit. The top baseball parks – uh, in terms of beer, and Safeco Field ranked number one as the really? best beer baseball park in baseball.
1: Yeah, but Seattle's a shitty beer city.
0: So. It's so shitty though. No, but I, I can understand it because literally every food stand has a different microbrew at it. Every yeah. food stand in Safeco has you know your Bud Light, Coors Light, or Miller Light, and then a microbrew. And then they also sell 22s in the stadium as well. Do they? Yeah, out in left field think... next to Edgar's Edgar's Cantina.
1: Oh, that came out left field.
0: It did. <laughs> but uh but yeah, okay. Beers of the Ballpark's West Coast, no cover Ballpark Beers, West Coast craft beers from Ballpark's along the West Coast. Angels got Lost Coast, Dodgers have Firestone Walker, which is interesting cuz both of those are more central California, but um, Padres have Ballast Point, Rangers Shiner uh Mariners Elysian, why not? Twins Popcorn or Popcorn Machine, Twins Summit Giants, Green Flash, and Oakland Lagunitas. Uh, and then you got Ro- Rockies Oscar Blues. So I think that's really cool. I love that. I'm a baseball fan, and I think that rules. Go to that.
1: Yeah, that, that'd that be a lot of fun. Green Flash is great. San oh, Diego.
0: Yeah, it is good. Um, yeah, everything in Philly Beer Week is looking pretty good. It's Seattle Beer Week is happening right now, and I'm like literally like not even excited, really.
1: Yeah, that's I have no idea. I'm, I, I'm too far away.
0: Yeah. Um, so Jr. thank you so much, uh, for calling in. We also got, uh, an email. Also,
1: I stood up for you, Jr. when you made that bad joke.
0: Oh, that's true.
1: And also, uh, he said that Sound of Settling should be a Belgian style. I think, if anything, Sound of Settling should be an American pale ale.
0: I think... Nothing,
1: nothing's more, uh, American than settling. Manifest Destiny, baby.
0: I thought that you had, uh, I thought Sound of Settling should be like a dry hopped, uh, beer that with that with uh with bottle fermentation so there's a bunch of stuff settling at the bottom of it.
1: <laughs> that's actually really funny.
0: Yeah, but I also I didn't I didn't get to that, but JR's Death Cab beers were great. The, the, that made me super happy. Like You into yeah. the dark porter that's perfect. I love the mm-hmm. the amber lager soul meat's body. That's really good. Um really good stuff JR. Oh yeah.
1: That I, the, I just caught that one. It's yeah. clever.
0: It's really good. Um yeah. JR, you rule. We also got an email from uh, Roger Dotsy. He's just letting us know he's still alive, and he's hoping to do connect the Dotsy in the future. But right now, the Night's Watch is taking up all his time. Um, listener, if you want to get in touch with us, please uh, don't forget to uh, write us an email at gmail.com or give us a call. Leave us a voicemail at 360-362-0024. We'll play it on the cast. And then Jesse and I wanted to highlight something just really quick before we go into the show this week. Uh We, uh, we're, this is, this is the week where we're doing our rate and review drive. So, uh, for all of you out there, um, Jesse got a little drunk this week, uh, (laughs) checked our iTunes rate and reviews and noticed nobody had rated or reviewed us in April. And we're not too, uh, we, we don't need too much praise, guys, but it does really help us out in iTunes, um, if you're, if you're able to rate and review us. For everybody who's done it already, thank you so much. You've done all you can and we really appreciate you doing that. Um, we have a ton of rate and reviews on there already. But really, um, we're starting to move up the ranks in iTunes. We're getting into the what's hot and in, in some different car- categories. And rate and reviews, if you haven't done it already, a couple minutes of your time, and it really helps out the podcast a lot. And it helps us uh, kind of expand our little personal arrogance family. So um, if you haven't done that, we strongly encourage you to get up uh, and, and rate and review us on iTunes. We don't tell you to do it too often, but this is our rate and review drive for 2013. So if you can, please, uh, please go on there and do that. Thank you. Jesse, are you yes. ready for a little Tiny bit Roll-Off?
1: I've never been more ready in my life. I'm going to crush you this week.
0: All right. Well, we didn't dedicate the show to anybody this week, but we'll just give it to JR for being Oh, cool. no.
1: Come on. I mean, JR.
0: <laughs> no. No, I, wait. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Not JR. Thank you. But I do have a dedication. Oh, okay.
1: It's to our mothers.
0: Oh, yeah. Mose Day.
1: Mother's Day is coming up this Sunday, so to uh, all mothers.
0: My mom is flying in from Italy uh, tomorrow. Oh, crap. (laughs) She's flying in from Italy tomorrow. I forgot about that.
1: (laughs) Well, see, this is why it's good to think about your mother every now and then. You know,
0: these things happen in threes. Your credit card gets stolen. You get kicked out of your apartment. Your mom arrives (laughs) also like the same (laughs) week. So I guess I'm done.
1: Yeah, there (sighs) is that.
0: Anyway. Yeah, to all our moms for supporting us. Uh uh, Jesse, I know your mom listens to the cast. She's a, she's an ardent follower. And mm-hmm. uh my mom listened to the first episode, so she helped us get on our feet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love my mom. I don't know why in our infancy. <laughs> I, I do love my mother. I'm very excited to have her. <laughs> um all right, Jesse, let's roll some D twenties and get this show on the road.
1: Let us sixteen, baby.
0: Roll the six, you win. All As right predicted. Definitely.
1: So um, I want to lead off the cast with a couple of science topics.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. How much would you pay for the universe? Now, there's two kinds of volcanoes, some that ooze molten rock and others that explode. If today we're able to create a two-headed dog with six legs, is it possible that a similar creature existed thousands of years ago? And I say yes. Is it survival more important or sex?
1: Right, <laughs> <laughs> hey, stuff! So the first one is uh, kind of like an FDA food and drug related thing. Maybe it's not super science but it's funny. Have, so have you heard the uh alert Energy caffeine gum by Wrigley? Not really, yeah, not Wrigley uh. so uh <laughs> that, that was really bad not wrigley that was wrigley bad so uh <laughs> Wrigley put out a new caffeinated gum and it comes in like packs of i think it, uh eight eight piece packs for two hundred ninety nine which is pretty steep for gum.
0: Well, I don't know what kind of gum you're buying. I only buy authentic tree bark gum, which you can only buy on certain Indian reservations in the Eastern Washington. $21 mm-hmm. that, an I mean, ounce.
1: That is good. Island, Island good Blends stuff. is my favorite of that oh, uh, yes. brand. But when you're off the reservation, you have to buy, if you want caffeinated gum, you have to buy Alert Energy caffeine gum. Mm hmm. Where one uh, stick equals half a cup of coffee's worth of caffeine. Excellent. Which is kind of a ton of caffeine for one stick of gum. Yeah. And they're sold in packs of eight.
0: Yeah. And how long does the flavor stick?
1: <sighs> I don't know. That's what
0: Probably I'm worried about. not cause long. I, I got addicted to Eclipse gum uh, like a year ago. And mm-hmm. I'd buy those Eclipse 60 packs and I would just like funnel them into my face.
1: Really? See, yeah. I've never been a gum chewer.
0: I don't know what it was.
1: I've been a gum shoe, but never into gum shoe.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know what it was. I did it after we were at PAX and you were like, dude, that guy smells awful. And then you were like, oh, it's not that guy. It's your breath.
1: (laughs) Did I say that?
0: Yeah. That's so mean. No, it was, you you said it in a way that you were literally like, you were literally like surprised that it was my breath because it smelled so bad. You were being, (laughs) you were being extremely candid and honest, which is what all you would want from a friend. So. And then
1: you immediately got addicted to Eclipse gum. Yes,
0: because of that moment.
1: Whoops. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, what are you going
1: to do? But, yeah, um, I don't know. I'm I'm reminded of uh, back in the day you could go to Wajimaya and buy this Japanese gum called Black Black that had nicotine in it. Oh. So I, I chewed that like once as a novelty and then like I crashed super hard the next day and like had a horrible headache.
0: Oh, jeez.
1: Yeah, it was, not, it was not good news. And, uh, that might be part of the reason why the FDA has announced an investigation on this new caffeinated food trend, which includes things like, uh, potato chips, also caffeinated potato chips and uh-huh.
0: waffles. Mm.
1: Which I can maybe get behind the caffeinated waffles. It's like a breakfast food already. It
0: makes sense, but the whole thing, edibles are a whole different ballgame. This is true. I mean, I guess technically, like, coffee and, and Red Bull are edibles. Right. But they're drinkables.
1: They're
2: drinkables.
0: But, the, yeah, because you drink a coffee and you pretty much start getting that buzz pretty much immediately. Or at least uh-huh. I do. And I'm very sensitive to caffeine, so I get jittery pretty quickly. But, like, I would assume that with a thing like a caffeinated waffle, you would have to eat it and then start digesting it. And then, like, 30 minutes later, you start feeling a buzz. So, that's
1: interesting.
0: There's the assumption that you might eat like six of them because you don't think they're doing anything, and then the, you get a huge <laughs> caffeine rush, and then you think are we you're... still
1: talking about waffles? Because that's a lot of waffles.
0: What I would eat six waffles depending on the you would size eat... of the
1: waffle. Well, you you don't count like You'd an ego. Like I'm a... thinking
0: like an ego. I'm not. You thinking eat like, like a
1: lumberjack who just like his plane crashed <laughs> and he's been out in the wilderness for four weeks fighting wolves. Uh huh. And you finally, like, stumbled upon a roadside diner. That's how you eat every day.
0: I'm not thinking about Belgian waffles. I'm thinking about Ego's.
1: Yeah, six is still a lot of Ego's. Dude,
0: when I was in high school, I created this thing. I call it the Pentagon. And what it is is it's five Ego's with... (laughs) They come in sleeves of two. No, they come in sleeves of 12, I think.
1: Oh, really? Yeah,
0: but it's it's five Ego's and then you put butter in between each of them after you Uh. toast them. And then you just eat it like a sandwich. This is and, insane. <laughs> and the best part is the last bite because you eat around the crust, and then the middle is just this glob of buttery ego, and you now, just imagine, eat it. It's so good.
1: Just imagine how happy you would have been if it was caffeinated buttery ego. Oh God,
0: I would be. I would. I would be dead. I wouldn't be <laughs> podcasting.
1: So Wrigley pulled them, pulled this uh, product voluntarily. Uh huh. But basically because they were facing investigation by the right. FDA of whether or not this was okay.
0: They pulled in Ohio State for all of our college football fans.
1: Mm, I totally understand and appreciate that reference. Yep. So uh, that's what's going on <laughs> in the world of caffeinated uh, food items. Watch
0: out for the caffeine gum, man. Moving yeah, on
1: to uh, – uh, go ahead.
0: People need to realize that, like, caffeine is not – like, the thing about caffeine is there's no age restriction on it, right? Um, And I don't think they're necessarily neat. Maybe there should be. Well, maybe there should be for certain caffeine per volume. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously, like Coca-Cola. Like, I used to drink Pepsi a lot when I was a kid. That's a good point. There's
1: like Coca-Cola and Mountain Dew everywhere. Well, I drank
0: a lot of Mountain Dew one night and had a panic attack because it was six in the morning and I couldn't fall asleep. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That was after a night of D&D playing. Uh, Revealing a lot of great things about myself in high school right now. um
1: (laughs) and by high school you mean three weeks ago yes
0: um but uh but yeah i mean i i I know when i was a kid uh like my mom would not let me drink jolt and she wouldn't let me drink like red bull like there's there was kind of restrictions on that stuff that was there were parental restrictions i think mostly because she did not want me bouncing off the walls but uh but yeah maybe there should be certain like caffeine by volume restrictions Mhm. Because cause that's the thing is these are basically teenagers are trying to do this stuff, right? Right.
1: Yeah. Th- I mean, this is for people at school. This is for high schoolers.
0: Yeah, or like junior hires. Like I remember the thing was like, uh, can you chug a jolt? Like that was like a thing. Or like yeah. remember when Surge came out?
1: Mm, do you Surge remember Surge? Good.
0: I love Surge.
1: Yeah, Surge is great.
0: Anyway, yeah, but I feel like these are kind of targeting younger people, and I don't know if we should be jamming caffeine down the throats of our young people.
2: Right. Why can't we just
0: be sophisticated and have, like, an espresso? We don't need to have, like, 12 pieces of caffeine gum or a pentagon of of caffeine (laughs) waffles.
1: I love a pentagon of caffeine waffles for (laughs) breakfast, so nothing gets you going. And stopping,
0: quite like... (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. What else is going on in science world?
1: So, uh, for my second and final uh, science... Uh, trend is that, uh, scientists have discovered the species with the most, uh, sensitive ears on the planet.
0: Ooh. Do you want to guess
1: what it is?
0: Species with the most sensitive ears. So, of course, you got like bats. Uh huh. You know, echolocation. Uh, right. dogs are notoriously good listeners. Um, I know at least, uh, <laughs> every dog that I've talked to is. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What, what do you got?
1: You're actually super close with bats. Bat dog? Uh, yeah, Bat Boy has been found by uh, the Weekly World News right. to have the most sensitive ears. No, that's why he's screaming mobs. in
0: that picture.
1: Yeah. Does everyone <laughs> shut up! Whisper! Just whisper! Oh, that's my Bat Boy impersonation, I yep, guess.
2: Yep. So uh, Moss. No, huh? It,
1: It's moths, and the reason is because um, moths are being eaten by bats so much.
0: Makes sense. So,
1: so the moths that don't have the hearing power to avoid the bats are consumed so rapidly that they have developed the most sensitive ears on the planet.
0: So moths are like bat boying the 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 bats.
1: They yeah. Turnabout is fair play. They've bat-boyed the bats.
0: So they can, like, hear the echolocation. And then yeah, they're and like,
1: apparently moths also communicate by uh, what they say, communicate by producing ultrasound, which I'm mm-hmm. guessing is echolocation. Yep.
0: Well, so, I don't know. Because, like, echolocation is like sonar. or Right. So I think ultrasound would be something else. Like, that's your baby looking at stuff, right? <laughs> I think so. It's your baby. <laughs>
1: i love I love that uh in this uh article, the only controversi- controversy it's like, well, it's either happened because they need to survive against bats that are eating them so much, or it's uh, the other possibility is that their ears help females hear or hear the mating calls of males Mhm- so it's either sex or survival uh, murder
0: It's either survival or sex
1: It's basically like a soap opera.
0: It's basically like mythbusters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's actually in our science theme song is Jamie Heineman saying, "What's more important, science or, or survival or sex?"
1: Oh, I see. Yeah. It's
0: very exciting. We've come full it, circle.
1: It is very exciting. I also like, I mean, the uh the theme here is survivability uh, you know, survival of the most adaptable. Word. And my uh computer algorithm for advertisements apparently has adapted Uh uh-huh as i'm looking at this website because got a lot of overstock nope getting a lot of uh discount mugs personalized glassware
0: Ooh, hey now
1: yeah i was checking out possibly buying a personalized glassware for the wedding but it's Mm -hmm. gonna be like a couple hundred dollars i don't know if i want to do that oh wow
0: yeah that's not a good idea but it would be cool pick and choose buddy (laughs) <laughs> just think the day after your wedding will you care that's that's the main thing you have to, that's like the good gauge mm, uh, that's ba- a good
1: point but i'm I'm also serving these uh these homebrews oh yeah they're not like they're not like drinking by the pint homebrews they're like drinking by the five ounces oh. so i kind of want to get like precise little glasses uh-huh so yeah. i don't
0: know that's cool man
1: it would be cool. It'd be party favor is the other thing.
0: Yeah. That's cool, man. Fool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ad, ads are weird. And so are moths.
1: <laughs> so, so are moths. And so something. are, uh, whatever we were just talking Wrigley about. Wrigley guy. I already forgot.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, dude, moths are, moths are, at least they've evolved, but can you imagine being a moth? It would suck being
1: a moth. Hearing... No it would, it would suck. Why? Because you're a little larva. And you're doing your larva thing, right? And you you Mm -hmm. have a a larva buddy. Mm -hmm. And you grow up and you're best friends, right? The two, you, you, the moth larva, and your larva buddy. Then you go into your uh, little cocoon, both of you. You go into a cocoon. You you come out and you're a moth. And then your buddy comes out and it's (laughs) a freaking monarch butterfly. Yeah. And then – you, like, float around some human, and they're like, gross, kill it! Send the bats to destroy it! <laughs> and then the monarch butterfly does the same thing, and the humans are just like, oh, what a beautiful, magnificent thing! Right. It sucks for moths.
0: Yeah, but you do get, you do get to eat sweaters, which is cool. <laughs>
1: that's true, that's awesome.
0: Um, and then the second cool part about it is that you can hear bats coming. But can you imagine being a moth, and then hearing the sonar? And you're like, where's this from? Where did it come from? And then you're like, and then just boom, it's over.
1: Yeah. It'd be like being a submarine. But like someone's pinging us. Right. Hear it.
0: You can't find them. And then all of a sudden you get hit from behind. Fuck. Oh man. It'd be terrifying. Mm-hmm. Huh. Anyway. And then let,
1: the lady boss are like, his ears weren't good enough. Moving yeah, on.
0: Moving on. Like, I loved you, Susan. Plus they're really good at getting lost in windows
1: that's true. If I had one magical power, like uh, uh-huh. one if I had a, a like a genie that was like you get one useless wish, a <laughs> wish that will benefit you in no way or benefit anyone you care about. What would it be? My wish would be insects know how to get out of uh windows. Like they know that the window is closed and to find <laughs> another one yeah. that's open to get outside. That's my wish.
0: I think that you also found a good ask Reddit.
1: yeah the useless genie
0: yeah the useless genie you have to pick a wish that would be useless to you or anyone you know yeah (laughs) uh so speaking of uh, ask reddit i'm going to now talk about something that i read on reddit
2: tusked whales novels the unicorns of the sea
1: extra extra reddit on reddit reddit on reddit
0: that's the way it is so uh I, I found this It's it was actually not from Ask Reddit, it's from the R slash comic book Reddit. Um but it got my brain wheels a turning and I was very, very excited about this. Um Brain wheel keep on turning <laughs> Eric
1: keeps on learning.
0: <laughs> That's the theme song for my new cartoon. <laughs> Saturday mornings uh create uh Learn with Eric. This is this comes to us from Reddit user simpfan5, who's got a Kitty Pride avatar on the r slash comic books page. She says, presumably she, with the ki- Kitty Pride, may probably not a she though. Uh, back in the Silver Age, publishers took old characters and completely reinvented and modernized them: Green Lantern, the Flash, the Atom, etc. Marvel and DC approaches you to do this to one of their characters. Who do you choose? And what do you do? Hmm. And, uh, you know, I've been on this justice league brainstorm lately. Um, and we've talked about it on the podcast. We talked about the flash. We talked about green lantern, about rebooting green lantern during the Vietnam war and having him be in a Vietnam, you know, POW camp. Um, and then getting brought by the flash into a new dimension or into present time, uh, where, where Superman is and they have a foe that they need to fight. Um, but they're not the only members of the Justice League. And so I decided, you know, what the hell? I'm going to see if I can t- tackle probably one of the toughest members of the Justice League, and that's Aquaman. Ooh. Um. So I, I love Aquaman. I love him, too. I love the concept of Aquaman, but he always gets railed, not only by fans, but also in the comics themselves because his abilities are kind of useless in a lot of scenarios. You put Aquaman in the middle of Kansas, and he's completely effed. Like he, he needs water and animals nearby in order to be useful. Um. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I actually typed this up. I submitted it. Um, if you put
1: me in the middle of Kansas, I'm completely effed. Also. Well, yeah.
0: Uh, I I think that's 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 that that's just a given. Um, but Aquaman, this is my Aquaman movie pitch or reboot pitch. Okay. So, mm-hmm. an early 20-something college dropout uh, is backpacking the globe, trying to find meaning in his life. He has—he uh, comes from a single-parent home. His mother is an alcoholic, and his father is someone that he never knew. His father left early. Um, he ends up in a Chilean fishing village and gets a job trolling for Patagonian toothfish off the coast of Antarctica. Uh, one night, the ship gets caught in a squall. And a fuel leak leads to a deck fire, and he emerges from the cabin to try to help put out the deck fire. He doesn't put on a survival suit, um, and uh, all of a sudden there's an explosion. He gets flung off the boat and into the ocean. The sub-zero water flash freezes him. Three days later, he washes up on the shore of Antarctica, where he's found by a research team who is uh, researching subterranean lakes. Um, they put him in one of the labs and, uh, they assume that he's just like a dead frozen body, but they notice he has like a mysterious mark on him. So, uh, they wake up in the middle of the night to, to him screaming. It turns out he's thawed out and he's physically unscathed, but his, uh, body uh, or his mind, he's just like totally racked mentally. Um, he's been having these nightmares of these giant sea monsters and, uh, he can't get them out of his head. Uh, and then you cut through some stuff. You realize that this, that the subterranean research facility is run by a cult. And, uh, and he escapes from them when he realizes that they're going to try to use him or sacrifice him to something called the Elder Gods. And then it's, uh, it's realized that he, in his time in the ocean, was somehow blessed by these Elder Gods. He is their chosen one. And he can command giant sea monsters at will. Nightmarish Sea Monsters, um, and then the, the cult is basically uh, you know, chasing him because they want to they harness his power. He, he bears the mark of the Elder Gods, which looks a lot like a trident, and, uh, and basically this cult is after him because they want to use his powers for evil. And they, they also worship the Elder Gods, but in a much worse way. That's my Aquaman pitch. That's pretty good. I'm excited about because it it's obviously Lovecraftian. Yeah. Influenced. I, I picked that up. Oh, you did? It's very mm-hmm. subtle. Uh,
1: yeah. You know, a keen observer <laughs> like me can detect it.
0: Yeah. And, and basically, like, I'm thinking about this cult is, like, the size of, like, Scientology. Like, it's a giant cult mm-hmm. and they have, like, billboards and stuff. Um, but it also speaks to a lot of, like, religious me- messages. Like, he's got, like, you know, he has, like, the the messiah journey of of being plunged into the ocean for three days and then being the chosen one of a of a deity and then uh there's uh mis misinterpretations of those deities and blah 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 and then it's also he can he can have giant sea monsters which are awesome.
1: Yeah, that's great.
0: Aquaman, baby, let's Aquaman this shit. Uh I got some good feedback. I'm excited about it that so i i've now i've got aquaman the flash and green lantern i'm ready to just write this justice league thing and send it to dc
1: <laughs> yeah dc you're welcome
0: exactly i have one all right
1: so uh bruce banner is a uh, humanitarian uh he he's in afghanistan helping build schools and teach you know science education to uh the school children who mm-hmm. need it the most.
0: What era is then, this?
1: This is modern day.
0: Okay. Oh yeah. I didn't mention that mine takes place in the, in the early eighties. Oh, okay. And at the beginning of the movie, he's spotted wearing a Mariners cap with the trident on it.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: Anyway, sorry to interrupt.
1: So, uh, he's a, he's a mild mannered scientist. And, uh, then one day he's, uh, he's driving down the, uh, the mountain terrain of Afghanistan is captured by Taliban, right? All right. And uh, they knew who they who they picked up, and they knew it's a super scientist Bruce Banner who used to work for the CIA, mm-hmm. and uh, at one point created some sort of serum that could turn soldiers into uh, super soldiers. All right. So they capture him and torture him to try and uh, make him recreate it, and then uh, he does recreate it and uh, they they force him to test it because they think it's poison right they're not gonna just take it so they make him mm-hmm. do it first
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, that turns him into the Hulk
0: uh-huh
1: but somehow like he's brainwashed right so when he's the Hulk he acts on behalf of the terrorists oh, and just no. like runs through cities and destroys them and like kills innocent people and stuff but when he's Bruce Banner like he's uh, you know, a humanitarian like isn't you know he's he's trying to stop himself when he's in his Hulk form. Yeah, but when he's when he's Hulk, he's like total Al Qaeda terrorist guy. That's that that's that's my uh modern Hulk remake that I, I threw it together on the spot. So you know there, well, there's some uh plot holes there, but we could patch them up.
0: I mean, I like it because it's it does play to that Jekyll and Hyde Hulk uh, personality that Bruce Banner has but in a much more extreme way. I mean, yes, the Hulk. Whole...
1: Let's make Bruce Banner uh, Israeli also.
0: Oh, interesting. Uh, wow. Yeah, I, I like, I love the duality uh, aspect. I think that that's really interesting. Um, the thing is, I'm, I'm a little concerned because, you know, um, and, you know, you picked a Marvel guy. Marvel guys are definitely more rooted in science and then DC guys are more rooted in mythology like or aliens yeah. or whatever, right? So that's why I was like, well, you know, Aquaman's got to have some kind of deity blessing yes. or whatever. No, the
1: Cthulhu, the Cthulhu string is great for Aquaman.
0: Yeah. And then, but then at the same time, I think, you know, if you look at these classic, these classic, uh, you know, Marvel tropes, they are very rooted in things like Frankenstein or like uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And like these older, these older tropes brought into like the atomic age of the fifties, which is really cool. Right. Um but uh, but there is there's so there's some kind of weird things happening, so of course, the spider man uh trailer came out uh I think last week is when it when it dropped, and I'm a little concerned because there are scenes in there where he's a fisherman, and then there's also scenes in a place that looks a lot like Antarctica, but that might just be. Uh, that might that might just be their depiction of Krypton after a war or something. So maybe that maybe that idea is already taken. And and Jesse, I don't mean to poo poo on your idea, but it does sound a lot like the beginning of the original Iron Man movie.
1: I know it's, it's Iron Man esque. Yeah. Now that that could be like a funny aside, like all, <laughs> yeah. like he's getting tortured, you know, like Bruce is getting tortured. They're they're pulling his uh, fingernails out with rusty pliers, and then it pans like. Uh, you know, twenty five yeah. degrees to the right, and then you see the uh, Iron Man cave, also.
0: Right, or yeah, you see the cell that Tony Stark was in, and you see like the all the uh-huh. d- drawings on the wall, and you realize, oh shit, I'm in the same cave.
1: <laughs> yeah, you see like the busted open shell of a Stark Industries rocket. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I love I, I, I this stuff just makes me so happy. I think that fan, uh, fan fiction, and fan films, and fan Generated content is really really exciting. Um, it's something that I love to sink my teeth into. Uh, yeah, and especially I feel like I just really f- feel like Batman Begins inspired this in a lot of people to be able to say how can we? And I know that it's been done in the comics. I know like the Dark Knight, uh, the Dark Knight Returns is like a huge uh, re reimagining of the Batman universe that really. You know, uh, impacted the Batman universes and went forward. And there's like there are have been reboots throughout history in the Silver Age, and then now was New 52, and uh, you know all this stuff is happening. It happens all the time in comics. But I think on a mainstream scale, uh, you know, Batman Begins really allowed people to be like, oh, how can we reimagine these and and make them, bring them into our own time. And that's what comics have always done. I mean, comics are a reflection of their time. They're a reflection of the culture of their time. So yeah, um, this is something we should always keep thinking about. These are just. modern mythological tales so um you know there's no reason why we can't reinvent them to make them more appealing to us in our time
1: and that's something that's great about comic books is that they are malleable it's not like let's do a modern reboot of you know war and peace you know that that's still (laughs) grounded in its own era but comic books can actually keep up with the times and remain interesting. And you can tell, you can retell stories and update them and they continue to be interesting.
0: Yeah. I'm excited about it. Um, so if you have any ideas, please send them into us, personal arrogance at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your comic book reboots. Jesse, are you ready for some trivia, bro? Yes, sir. All right. We're going to be doing world domination. Once again, the worst game to ever come out of Australia and we're here to play it right here into your ears. Uh, I'm gonna roll a six-sided dice, See which category we're doing this week. It's a one. It's Australia. <sighs> should I re-roll? I'm gonna let's, re-roll.
1: Uh, yeah, let's re-roll.
0: I'm gonna re-roll it for. It's just too hard. It's just too hard, Australians. All right, this should be right in the wheelhouse. Now we're doing America. Mm. Hopefully, there's I'm a lot Australia of Australia represent. Hopefully, there's a lot of uh, a lot of Harry Potter questions. <laughs> uh, Jesse this one's for you Please play along at home What killed Wayne McLaren The man who was the hero What the hell The man who was the hero Of the Marlboro Eds We already had this question Yeah we had that one Okay here we go What did Joni Mitchell Neil Young Leonard Cohen Daniel Lenoy, And three quarters of the band Have in common
1: Uh, uh DUI arrests
0: well, there's, I mean, they're all musicians, but I, I bet you that isn't the answer. I'm going to say they all played with Eric Clapton. They were all born in Canada.
1: See, that's not it.
0: This, Jesse, this is the Americas. Okay.
1: North America. Yes. Okay. Okay. Actually,
0: it's all of the Americas. They, they, they lumped this in together with South oh. America as well.
1: Well, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, you know, uh, Australia, a country the size of the United States itself. Gets its own thing, but but we're lumped in with Chile because, you know, they're not far away from us at all. Right. I'm obviously bitter about this world domination. Uh, all right, this one's for me. How long is the U.S. president's term of office? I'm going to say four years.
1: <laughs> I got to say indefinitely. Thanks, o- Emperor Obama.
0: Yeah. All right, four years. I got it
1: congratulations
0: did it um what is the lo- what is the longest the president has served though that would be 10 years did FTR serve 10 years no he served he served 14 four, years
1: eight
0: because he was elected to four terms but he died halfway through his fourth I think
1: yeah I' want to say 14
0: 14 years of the same president can you imagine
1: yeah well fucking like Hamid Karzai is still president of Afghanistan well since so like 2001.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. And like, uh, Momar Gaddafi was the leader of Libya for like 35 years or something. Yeah. But, but he was, we
1: didn't create Libya's government.
0: (laughs) That's what you think, man. Jesse, this question is for you. What is the capital of Canada's Quebec province?
1: The capital of Quebec would be Toronto. I don't know.
0: Toronto's in Ontario, bro. Don't even, I'm sorry. I don't care. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Montreal. Why not? Oh, it's Quebec. Quebec City.
1: Uh, tricky, tricky Tricky, stuff. Tricky,
0: tricky. All right. This was for me, Jesse. You need the steal here. Who did the USA go to war with in 1812? Canada, England. Well, this is, I I get to answer first. Oh. You need the steal. You, You ruined it, Jesse. Now we need a new question. Which film gave Gwyneth Paltrow a Best Actress Oscar? I actually know this one pie. Shakespeare in love mm. Shakespeare in love is the correct answer. Eric wins this week. Yeah. Avoids the sweep. Uh, but Jesse, you did win the roll off. So what is your second topic?
1: Oh, uh, well I want to do a little topic that I call, uh, Jesse's jackass customer of the week.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, as I, as I lamented about last week, I'm, I'm getting more and more interaction at my workplace yeah. With customers. Yep. So, uh, basically, I just want to highlight when I encounter something extremely stupid, if that happens.
0: <laughs> okay. Sounds good.
1: So, uh, I'm at work yesterday. I'm in the brew house in front of the kettle, right? Got and, it. uh, we have a thing. It's a grant. We call it. It's a keg. It's a modified keg
0: uh-huh.
1: with, a, with the top of it cut off and then like legs, uh, attached to it and then a Inch and a half port in the rear and an inch and a half port in the front that we use like it's basically a little container that the uh beer flows into after it's been boiled as we're transferring it into another vessel for fermentation so that we can basically control the pump speed
0: okay so anyway, I'm with you
1: very complicated, but looking at it, you would think you would know it's no ordinary keg right
0: no ordinary because- keg.
1: It's got a hose. It's got hoses running into it and out of it. And I'm I'm pouring beer into this giant open hole at the top, right,
0: uh-huh. from the kettle. Uh-huh.
1: This guy comes up to me, and he goes, washing kegs, huh? <laughs> and I'm like, well, no, not really. And I explained to him what's going on. And he's like, cool, cool. I used to work at this. I used to work for a Skookum Brewery. So, uh, you know, it was a cool job, but, like, it was great because, like, now I know everything in a brewery, right? I know what all the vessels are and everything. And he's bragging about how much brewery knowledge he has <laughs> uh-huh. after he just thought that I was washing kegs when clearly that's not happening. Wow. And then he goes on to talk a little bit, and he's like, yeah, it, it was a cool job, but uh, there's no – there's just no money in brewing unless you're a, an owner, It's like, well, fuck a doodle, dude. You too, buddy. Like, I'm trying to make a living in this industry, and you just walk up and like try to be all like Mister Peacock.
0: Well, he's probably the keg washer.
1: He probably was a keg washer. I'm guessing it wasn't a very good one. If he thinks pouring hot wort on top of a keg is washing.
0: Hey, there's a we're not that's that's organic washing. I also like I have to cut the top off the keg to wash it.
1: Yeah, exactly. You you want a giant gaping hole in your keg when you're washing
0: it. Yeah. And And then then he
1: he, totally criticizes my career, like, telling me that there's no money in it.
0: This was at the brewery. Did he come straight from the tasting room? And he had a few?
1: Uh, yeah. He had a beer in hand, so I'm hoping he was a little loaded because (laughs) there needs to be
0: some sort of an
1: excuse for that jackass behavior. But that's my Jesse's jackass. Customer of the week. That's Jensen not my jackets. second topic. That's just a little, a little fun fact.
0: Excellent, thank you.
1: So, speaking of jackasses, uh-huh. uh huh. There's been a little bit more basketball diplomacy going on between the United States and uh, North Korea. Yeah. I actually am kind of okay with this. So, uh, what happened was there's a U.S. citizen who's imprisoned in North Korea. I don't really know the details about that, but for Some reason, I, I, it was a Seattle Times reporter. Yeah, just took some uh, video. Tweeted at Dennis Rodman to get him to ask North Korea to, uh, relinquish the prisoner, right? Uh huh. So Dennis Rodman's, uh, his tweet was, I'm calling on the Supreme Leader of North Korea, or as I call him, Kim, to do me a solid (laughs) and cut Kenneth Bay loose oh man i i kind of love it I, I mean you know this robin whatever he's a
0: buffoon yeah but
1: th- this sounds so some some uh uh what's the word i'm looking for
0: sincere well yeah he is he's met kim kim J yeah,
1: no he knows him kju and he was he was actually pretty formal he, uh-huh. he called him, you know, supreme leader of, Nor- of North Korea, or as I call him, Kim, you know, th- that, that's a, that's respectful. Well,
0: I mean, granted, Dennis Ruman does call himself the supreme leader of rebounds. <laughs> and hairdos.
1: Do uh, me a solid and cut him loose. Yeah. I love it. How, how, Eric, I'm, I'm curious, how would you phrase a uh, tweet to Kim Jong Un? To try and release an American prisoner held abroad.
0: Well, first of all, can we, I think we can all agree, Dennis Rodman for Secretary of State.
1: <laughs> well, anything's better than John Kerry.
0: <laughs> John Kerry should just literally copy the text and tweet it at, at Kim <laughs> Retweet. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'd like to call on um the uh, Supreme Leader. That's my John Kerry impersonation. Yeah, he uh, couldn't
1: even win the a presidential election, much less an NBA championship game.
0: I just love how the last two guys, or I guess, who ran against Obama? Oh, Romney ran last time. But, uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, for some reason, I'm stuck in like 2009. Uh, but You're I, in Bill. Yeah, the last two guys who lost the presidential election, McCain and, and John Kerry, are basically just Drippy Dog and Eeyore. Uh, but those two guys were very similar. There's a lot of similarities. Anyway, whatever. Uh, how would I phrase a, a tweet to Kim Jong-un? Um, there's a couple things here. I, I, so Kim Jong-un, he likes a crowd. He likes to get his picture taken with food. Mm-hmm. Um, God, he would just... Oh, my God. So would, would
1: you take more of like a Tumblr approach? Well,
0: or Instagram, dude. He would love Instagram. Instagram. Mm-hmm. You serious?
1: Or like Kimstagram.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh god, that's perfect. This is Kimstagram him. Um Yeah, Kim, dude, uh first of all, I don't know. I, I, did you watch the uh the visit to North Korea from Vice.com? I watched part of it, yeah. It's just so weird there. I it's like it's like if Disneyland was an oppressive government. It's not? yeah more oppressive government right Uh, I guess we just have to take a look at this uh, from the crappiest place on earth perspective (laughs) and in that case I'd have to go with Kim it's a small world after all
1: this is good stuff so let's (laughs) Some things don't matter horn that much in the big picture. Yeah.
0: In that big picture. So why don't you pull an Indiana Jones and rescue (laughs) (laughs) that uh, American journalist from Big Thunder Mountain.
1: There you go. I think that's it. Perfect. Perfect. You should drive your cars (laughs) over there. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, by the way, your your uh, country has a great space mountain program, mm-hmm. dude. If
0: you told Kim Jong, if you call, told Kim Jong Un that he had a had, that he had a space mountain, he would be super stoked. If we thought he had a space mountain, because I have an idea, I have a feeling that Kim Jong Un, uh, if you just told him he had a space mountain, or you thought he had a space mountain, he would have a completely different perspective of what a space mountain actually was and then all of a sudden North Korea's space program is called space mountain. Mm. So just appeal to his space mountain sensibilities and get this guy home.
1: Yeah, uh hopefully Dennis Rodman will be able to negotiate through Twitter. This would be like a landmark thing though. Like if Dennis Rodman was able to release uh, negotiate the release of a prisoner through Twitter, yeah. It it would seriously be something for the history books.
0: Did, if did it he were ever successful. I know he was on I think two uh, two seasons of Celebrity Apprentice
1: and Celebrity Rehab.
0: Did he win? Oh yeah, that's true.
1: I don't think he won Celebrity Apprentice
0: cuz I got a feeling that if if Dennis Rodman pulls this off 2016 uh that uh that D Trump is going to be running again. For, oh, yeah. For P-Dent, and he's going to be uh, rocking D-Rod on his arm.
1: That would be great. Let's do it. The Trump Rodman ticket. Trump Rodman?
0: Mm-hmm. Who could not vote for that? Me. Yeah, me neither.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, that'd be We could be find horrible. someone.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think this is kind of awesome, really. Dennis Rodman's such an anomaly, that guy. Yeah, I mean... He was also – do you remember that they had that reality show that was like the real world, but they had celebrities in there?
1: Celebrity Rehab?
0: No, it wasn't – it was before that. It was on <laughs> VH1, and it was just like straight up seven celebrities living in a house together. But they were all like – it was like they had the guy uh, – Vern, Vern Troyer, is that his name? The guy who played Mini yeah. Me? And he like yeah. peed on the floor, and there was like Carl we- – I don't remember. There was like – it was basically the same deal, but they were, it was just like – Carl Weathers? I don't know if Carl Weathers was on there. Huh. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it was basically the same thing. And Dennis Rodman was in that too.
1: Yeah. He's RuPaul really, was yeah, in that. Star,
0: yeah. I think, uh, Cameron, D- not Cameron Diaz. What's the, what's her name? Anyway, Dennis Rodman for president Trump Rodman, 2016. I agree. Uh, so my second topic this week is going to be a little bit of foreshadowing that we did Jesse three years ago.
1: Oh wow. Have you been listening to the back catalog?
0: Well, I, I actually saw an article this week, and I realized that we are the soothsayers of the podcast world.
1: hmm
0: This comes to us from Polygan. Polygan.com, polygan. <laughs> which means it is video game news.
1: Here we go.
2: Finish it.
0: So, Polygon, uh, helped, uh, give some commentary to the new The Last of Us trailer. The Last of Us is a new video game. It's only coming to PlayStation, but it's being done by Naughty Dog, who did, uh, the Uncharted franchise. And everybody also, everybody obviously loves Naughty Dog, even though I've never played any of their games because I don't have a PlayStation. Um, but, uh, but everybody's very excited about this new zombie survival game that they're coming out with, um, called The Last of Us. Uh, and, Polygon uh, wrote a little article. They said, The Last of Us trailer explains the post-apocalyptic fungal zombies.
2: Oh,
1: you're on a Cordyceps, baby.
0: Yeah, dude. Uh, so apparently, uh, before I get into this, I, I just want to play a clip. Um, this clip comes to us from way back. Let's roll back the time machine to August of 2010. When uh, two wide-eyed podcasters were on their first journey into casting, they were uh, just a couple of kids trying to get their voices heard and uh, talking about things that were a little bit above their their thought range. It's a fungus that attacks ants, and, and there's like 500 different strains, and each strain is for a different insect. And the fungus attacks them, and then it takes over their minds. It makes them latch onto a plant. What? Yeah. It takes over their minds, makes them attach onto a plant so that the fungus can actually grow out of them. Then it kills them and then grows out of their head. And there's one of these for each... Uh, insect in like the jungle. Why and does it? What it does is it controls the insect population. It's in nature controlling itself in the insect population.
1: And ants are the most uh, successful animal on earth. Yeah. So it, do you think this is nature's way of trying to balance out the fact that there are so many friggin' ants?
0: Absolutely. It controls populations. Wow. Within the insect kingdom. And so, that's awesome. And so, it's like
1: checks and balances. It's yeah, like it is. It's like the that's presidential, exactly the uh, yeah, the Congress and the
0: uh, judicial. Court. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's amazing. No, it's cool. And 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 so we got to talking about this, and all I could think of was, God, this is a perfect premise for a zombie movie. Yeah, and I the know. reason right, why right, is because right, right, I did right. a little more research on the Cordyceps and uh, Wikipedia them, and apparently. Cordyceps are very valued in both. Uh, Chinese. Wait, what's a cordyceps? A cordyceps is is a strain of fungus.
1: Okay, okay.
0: And uh, and they're very valued in both Chinese medicine and medical research. So okay. Chinese medicine very valued, and, and they're trying to find medical research because apparently this like uh, the the cordyceps like solidify your organs against chemotherapy. They kind of protect your organs against chemotherapy, but this makes them very valuable. Hmm. And so uh, uh, recently, there was a big theft of cordyceps in in British Columbia, what? and it was valued at thirty eight thousand dollars. These things go for like hundreds of dollars an ounce.
1: Um, that's nuts. So, so that's yeah, this, super is, this is like my whole.
0: So I'm going to pitch a movie to you right now. All right, okay. It's a zombie movie. Uh-huh. I love it. And basically. There's a research. It's going to be based off of that theft in British Columbia, so it's based on a true story, right? Uh-huh. That's in the that's in the trailer, right? And basically, you there's already a, got you know, yeah,
1: <laughs> you got the audience who will be hooked on the fact that you can say based on a
0: true story, exactly. So so then so uh, there's a medical research lab in Vancouver, British Columbia, that is trying to that's trying to manipulate and mutate cordyceps in order to use them for medicine, uh-huh. but then. They accidentally create a strain that attacks human beings. Oh, I like it. Then that strain is stolen because of its high value. By terrorists. And then it gets out into the human public. And basically what it does is because cordyceps are used to (laughs) fortify organs and stuff. Yeah. So when it attacks human beings, it it gives them super strength so they can crush each other. And then, when it attacks their mind, they latch onto another human being. That is so good. And then the fungus grows out of them, and then spores fly on them. And I think it'd be a really cool take on a zombie movie.
1: Who's our protagonist?
0: Jeff Goldblum.
1: I was thinking Seth Rogen.
0: (laughs) Jeff Goldblum and And Seth Seth Rogen. Buddy cop comedy. (laughs) That is two wide eyed podcasters recording the seventh episode of their podcast. Yeah, I was
1: gonna ask. I thought that might have been episode 2. That's not the yeah. That wasn't when we were on Camino, was it?
0: No, we were actually at your house It was Jeremiah Wilhelms going away party.
1: Oh, I remember. And he's we're on, on that my
0: bed. He's on that episode. He comes <laughs> into the room and he talks on the episode.
1: Good time. Yeah, we were out
0: sitting on my bed uh, sitting on your bed in Bellingham. Mm-hmm. Crazy.
1: Man, that was forever ago. Let's, let's do the so time warp. What's the again. premise of this uh video game then?
0: Well, the premise of the video game is that uh, it's it's basically just a zombie survival game where a guy and his daughter are trying to survive in this zombie city, but the zombies are just a little bit different. Uh, they're, instead of being, you know, brain-eating zombies, they're infected with a fungus. And uh, Naughty Dog says the idea for the infected enemies came from watching a documentary on side Cordyceps Unilaterus, or just known as Cordyceps, a fungus which implants itself in the brain of ants and alters their behavior. What would happen, wondered the Naughty Dog team, if the Cordyceps went cross-species and began to infect humans? <laughs> the resultant zombie-like foes are humans that are slowly and agonizingly mutating. Some infected can still see and hunt by sight, but certain stage of the mutation they become clickers, who navigate and hunk by echolocation and sound.
1: Ah, it's a good time to be a moth.
0: Great time to Screw be lost. Screw that monarch butterfly. Yeah, I just thought this was so crazy. Like it blew my mind that I mean, obviously we're all nerds here, and that that cordyceps thing really did sweep the web three years ago. But yeah. the fact that that was just something we talked about, and then all of a sudden now it's in a video game about zombies is pretty that cool. Is true. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, well, you threw it out there into the popular consciousness, yep. I guess.
0: Threw it into the ether. I'm, and, uh, I'm
1: crediting you for that one.
0: I'm excited. You know why?
1: I was actually thinking about cordyceps recently. Uh-huh. And it's because uh, I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast, right? And uh, that, that's sponsored by the company that Joe, Ogrin, uh, Joe Rogan owns a little bit of. Uh-huh. And it's called Onnit. And they sell this thing called Alpha Brain that uses the cordyceps mushroom. Really? For, like, their nutritional supplement.
0: Weird, dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and he's totally been like, "Yeah, it makes like ants go crazy and kill each other, but it's great for humans." Dude,
0: funguses <laughs> in general are crazy. Like the way that they have such psychedelic effects. Like, yeah, well, not again, o- like, if you talk to Joe Rogan species. about that, I know Joe. I'm sure Joe Rogan has plenty to say on that.
1: He honestly believes, and uh, that uh, hallucinogenic mushrooms came from space as a way for humans to psychopathically communicate with other living beings on other planets. Wow. So there is that fact. That's another video game idea. Yeah.
0: There's also the theory that like um, monkeys developed language by eating psychotropic uh, fungus.
1: Uh, I don't think that's true at all. I'm pretty sure what I've heard is that, you know, Oh, there's a great term for it. I forget what it is, but it's basically like evolutionarily something happens but wasn't, you know, obviously there's no purpose in evolution, but something happens and it's like uh, a consequence of two other things happening. It just kind of happens to fall in between. And it was like when humans developed the part of their brain that uh, made uh, tool usage better, like uh-huh. the, 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 the early humans who were better with tools survived better and then reproduce more. And then that part of their brain started getting bigger and bigger because of, you know, evolution. And then that kind of coincidentally triggered uh speech. It's just kind of a byproduct of tool creation. Huh. That's what I've heard anyway.
0: Well, the world may never know.
1: Yeah, source, who fucking knows? Something <laughs> I heard at a
0: bar, possibly. Right. Something I heard on a weird podcast. yeah. I was just so stoked. So, uh, In
1: 2010 that I made up.
0: It also cracks me up that like three years ago, uh, we were still just pitching movie ideas on this podcast. We've come so far, Jesse.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Doing trivia. Yeah. And getting drunk.
0: So I can't wait for 2016 Aquaman Elder Gods movie coming out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Or maybe it's just a video <laughs> game. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's do a little bit of Facebook Roundup. But before we do it, we want to, Just once again, let you know how you can get in touch with us. Please, guys, please uh, please send us an email, personalarticatesatgmail.com. We love to get your emails. We also love, love, love to get your voicemails. You don't have to just be named JR to leave us a voicemail, 360-362-0024. Anybody can do it. Anybody can call and leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the podcast. We have played... 100% of the voicemails that we've gotten so far. So if you want to get on this podcast, just leave us a voicemail. You'll be on here. I promise.
1: Even the bad ones. No, my favorite uh, voicemail has been, though. Which one? The one where the guy took the bong rip and said, it's legal now. (laughs) And Oh, I think he said critical hit, too. Yeah, he said critical
0: hit. It's legal now. That was it.
1: Yeah, send him more uh, bong rips.
0: I like the one where the guy just said, fuck it. (laughs) We even played that one, guys. So you can literally leave whatever you want on there. Just, just mark it as drunk dial in your phone and uh, let us know. Yeah. I, 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 we know that uh, Josh from Texas loves to do that. So true. Um, uh, anyway, uh, so you can leave us a voicemail. You can also please rate and review us on iTunes. Once again, we're doing a rate and f- review drive right now. Now's the perfect time to do it, guys. There's about 10 minutes left in the show. So just log into iTunes. It takes less than 10 minutes. By the time you're done, you'll – Still have show left to listen to, so go on iTunes right now, rate and review us, and uh, and that helps us out a ton. We really appreciate that. Um, and then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, please go to baldmove dot com. I know Roger Dotti's doing it, and that's he why is. he's that's why he's in silence zone. I was actually thinking about uh, Roger Dotzy today, and I was like, what happened to Roger? And then he sent us I an did email. The
1: same thing.
0: Yeah. The,
1: Where, should we our, say what the title of his email was? I didn't see. It's missing you.
0: Yeah. I'm missing you too, Raj. Um, and uh, he's our Kentucky Colonel, you know. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, please go to BallMove dot com. Roger Nazi's is going there because he's hooked on the Night's Watch, and he's giving them tons of feedback. Also, Mad Men, Happy Hour, guys. Mad Men is so good. Oh, I love Mad Men. Please watch it and please listen to that. Um, Up Yours downstairs got a brand new episode up. Uh, talking about Mister Selfridge's on PBS. Any British show that's masterpiece, it's coming over to PBS. They're going to talk about it. And guess what? They're going to say fuck in their episodes, which they don't say in PBS. So wow. get that happening. Um, and then of course, the because shows on there as well. Ladies talking about lady stuff the way that we talk about our guy nerd stuff. And you know what? Just as, just as ladies listen to our show, guys can also listen to the because show. It's very great. It's a very reciprocal relationship and we enjoy it. So please go to baldmove.com. There's plenty of great stuff there. Check that out, please. Uh, Let's move on to our Facebook roundup. Facebook page, sitting at 178 likes, guys. If you want to like us on Facebook, we'd love that, because we post a thread there every single Wednesday and ask you to give us topics to talk about. Um, And uh, and gosh, you flood us with this stuff. We love it. So uh, we're just going to run down. Joe Green says, Opinions on the Avenger actors wanting more money. Which decade had the best music? In the last 50 years, two different questions, same paragraph. First of all, Avengers, uh, given the money, dude, that those, mo- yeah, Iron Man literally made more money in one weekend than Iron Man one and Iron Man two made in their entire runs. These wow. movies are gigantic and I want that money going to the people that we're paying to see. So if they want money, give it to them because you're still going to make a, a wad Disney. Just pay yeah, the let people. them
1: negotiate. That's fine.
0: That's fine. And then which decade had the best music in the last 50 years, Jesse? 70s. I'm going 60s because I'm a big Motown fan.
1: Yeah, Sam, more of a 70s
0: guy. I like the Temptations, but then you also have the the British Invasion. I don't know. Sure do. Do it. Uh, Angela Martinez, please comment on the voodoo bacon maple ale. And then just in case we didn't know what that was, John Dominic linked us to it. Apparently Rogue is making a voodoo donut bacon maple ale.
1: That's been out like forever.
0: Oh, I didn't know. I looked yeah. for it today. I couldn't find it. It um, won some sort of award for its packaging. Yeah, it looks like I a pepto bismol bottle. I'm not bottle. really
1: that interested in drinking a beer that has bacon and maple in it. It's, you, you've gone too far.
0: You've gone Real too far. Real it in, guys. And you could go to Portland. You can go to Voodoo Donut and just get a bacon maple donut. Yeah. And sure. then drink a beer with it because there's plenty of good beer in Portland. Like
1: Yeah. Like the number one city or something. Let's
0: bring this stuff together, yeah. Sean McDonald says, R.I.P. Ray How- Harryhausen. I'm saying R.I.P. Ray Harryhausen. There's a really good documentary. If you don't know who Ray Harryhausen was, he was basically that guy. You see all those stop-motion dinosaurs fighting each other from, like, the 30s? Like, in those old-timey movies? He basically was the king of B-movie stop animation. Yeah. Um, and there's a great... uh I think it's called like science fiction guys or sci-fi guys. It's on Netflix. It's a documentary. If you don't know who Ray Harryhausen was, that's a great documentary to watch. You have Peter Jackson on there talking about how much Ray Harryhausen um, influenced him as a filmmaker. And he influenced a lot of guys like John Carpenter and basically all these guys who helped build uh, the sci-fi genre and the, and the fantasy and the horror genre. They, they all talk about Ray Harryhausen because he was the guy that they watched as a kid who animated these amazing things. That we now do in CGI and we used to do in clay. Um, so, Ray Harryhausen, uh, totally RIP, died this week. Levi Jetty, um, have you heard about this beer thing in Colorado, Jesse?
1: Uh, only in passing.
0: Ridiculous. Okay, so apparently they want to make it so that convenience stores and grocery stores can't sell beer that has over 4% alcohol in it. So that you can't buy beer at... I think the thing is you don't want to buy beer at convenience stores... And then drink into your car and get drunk and crash. I don't know if there's any actual scientific research that says this helps, but what that does is the flip side of that is that they can't sell beer that's under four percent in bars.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Super weird. First of all, completely backwards, and for the for the longest time they didn't uh, enforce this, and now they're actually enforcing it in Colorado. Mm. Uh, I think we, I think people know where we stand in terms of beer legislation based on our beer tax talk a couple weeks ago. Right. This is ridiculous, guys. Let the beer flow.
1: Let it flow. I love Session I'll yeah. drink a 3% beer, and I'll like it.
0: Kevin Cobb says, Arrested Development Season 4 on Netflix May 26th. I could not be more excited. I'm going to binge watch the hell out of that thing.
1: I could not be more excited to have a uh,
0: Cardinals quarterback following our show. Me? Neither. Oh, yeah. I didn't even notice that. Former backup to the, uh, to the Eagles. Go Philly, J.R. Uh... Anthony Renevas says any news on the new Xbox release date and also just read will not require an always on internet connection or some for for some features. That's definitely a byproduct of the Twitter fiasco that Xbox had. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, always some features
1: on. including giving them money.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> That's the thing that I mean, I'm an Xbox guy. I don't know why I'm not a PlayStation guy. PlayStation has better graphics and you also don't have to pay for the internet connection, but
1: Graphics. I, I might they also just... went down for like two and a half months they and lost everyone's and, credit card numbers. Yeah, but I've
0: been there. I know what that's like. <laughs> Josh Perigo says, Have you guys checked out the new show on IFC Marin? It's about a guy who podcasts out of his garage. It's funny. But it's too much like Kirby Enthusiasm. I don't think it will last. I watched the uh the second episode they had it on IFC.com, and I'm a big Mark Marin fan. I listen to Mark Maron all the time. Uh, I listened to two of his episodes today because he was interviewing uh, Gillian Jacobs and uh, and Allison Brie from Community. Um, but uh, yeah, I I watched it. It wasn't like the most groundbreaking thing, but I like Mark Maron a lot. So I'm gonna I'm gonna digest Mark Maron as much as I want. And IFC has a reputation of giving shows a chance, so I think it'll be around for at least two seasons. Jacob mm-hmm. Jones Martinez says, sent you guys a message about the karaoke song. That's why we sang Queen at the beginning because that was Jacob's thing. Roger Dotsy says, did we ever figure out where the wild things actually are? I don't think we did. But I think that's a topic for another show, Roger. Thank you so much for, for chiming in. We always love to hear your voice. Derek Romain, I've been trying to rate you guys for about an hour now. And Apple just wants to make this as hard as possible, I guess. First wouldn't let me make an Apple ID. Then said my password wasn't my password. Won't send me a new password and says my birth date isn't the birth date. So I'm working on it. Get off my back. Derek Romaine. Thank you for working on it. We're not saying Apple iTunes is a great program. In fact, it's probably one of the worst programs on my computer. I hate it (laughs) with a vengeance, but unfortunately it is the best place to put your podcast if you want to get it noticed. So we thank you for your patronage. We thank you for your tenacity and we thank you for your rate and review. Derek, we couldn't thank you enough. Jesse, that's the Facebook roundup for this week.
1: Get off my back!
0: Get off my back, Jesse. What's your first rec? Oh,
1: um, yeah. I I realize I'm about thirty years too late on this,
2: mm-hmm. but I,
1: I'm going to continue to recommend it anyway. It's Cosmos with Carl Sagan. It's on Netflix. I am watching it for the first time. I'm sure everyone is like, "Yeah, I watched that when I Was like ten years old.
0: Yeah, I was. But I was I'm watching I was it for the first boat.
1: time. It's awesome. Really enjoying it.
0: Yeah, I wasn't. On, I wasn't on that boat either. Maybe I need to check this shit out.
1: I think we were a little too young for it. Uh huh. It came out in like 80. Hmm. So I was not watching Carl Sagan in 1980 for sure. But it actually, like, <laughs> very straightforwardly answered one of the biggest questions I've had, like, concerning the nature of science and everything. I was like, oh yeah, uh-huh. this is how it works. I was like, oh, well. That's awesome. I'm glad I know that now. And it's just super entertaining. Carl Sagan's really cool. Super passionate guy. He's got a funny voice, which makes it easy to listen to. I think I might be Carl Sagan for Halloween.
0: Do it. Uh, Yeah, we have our Halloween costumes picked out. We're doing a couple costumes this year.
1: That's what you said last year.
0: We're doing it for reals, though. Mm, What are you doing? Can't tell you. Cantina band? Yeah. That's what I just heard. Boop, boop, boop. We need two more. (laughs) Uh... Who gets
1: to be figured, Dan?
0: <laughs> oh, come on! Not even a contest. <laughs> no, Elsa. She's got the she's got the uh, head shape right now. Oh. She does
1: have kind of the looks. I should it. not
0: make fun of your baby's head.
1: Also, her name is Russell Nisha.
0: There you go. Um, uh, my first recommendation this week is going to be a blog that I read religiously. It's called Lookout Landing. And then there's another blog that is about baseball, and it's got the greatest stats breakdowns as breakdowns that I've ever seen it's called fan graphs I learned this because I've been talking to guys from Lookout Landing and from other Seattle Mariners baseball blogs on my podcast Dog Press Box podcast shameless flash marketing recommendation Jesse what's your second record uh
1: well just because it sounds so cool Philly Beer Week if you're in the uh great northeast mm-hmm. check it out
0: and then my second record this week is going to be Seattle Beer Week you're Perfect. in the Pacific Northwest, it's not as crappy as we said it was. You should check it out. There's actually some really cool stuff. Jesse, thanks so much for being would, on the show. I would love
1: to go and participate, but...
0: Nah. It's too far away. Too far away. Jesse, thank you so much. I live in the woods. I appreciate I had a great time this week, and this 9.5% stuff is ro- really working for me right now.
1: That's good.
0: Um, I'm stream of consciousnessing like Jack Kerouac, and... Uh, I'm ready to watch a Netflix show and then go to sleep.
1: Yeah, I'm ready to uh smoosh my fiance.
0: Well, there you go. I'm gonna smooch my wife. I was just about to say that. I don't want my wife to think that I wasn't going to say that.
1: Uh, there you go.
0: So, we got stuff to do. So, uh until next time, listener, thank you so much for listening. Please rate and review us on iTunes. And remember that wherever you go.
1: And whatever you do, you corset
0: mushroom. Please stay stay arrogant. arrogant.
2: Ha <laughs>